Hey, welcome to the Publish, Promote, Profit podcast with me, Rob Kosberg. Every week, I interview thought leaders and experts who have used the book to grow their income and their impact. So tune in weekly for these interviews so you can learn how to use your own best-selling book and go from hunting for clients and opportunities to instead being the hunted. Hey, welcome everybody. Rob Kosberg here and uh, have, I think, a very exciting guest, someone that you're going to absolutely love for the Publish Pro Profit podcast. I have Lisa Chastain with us today. Lisa is the number one best-selling author of Girl, Get Your Shit Together. Uh, (laughs) And for over 20 years, which is hard to believe because you don't look old enough to have done coaching and mentoring and advising millennials for 20 years, but you have. You were an advisor in higher education, uh, financial advisor, seasoned life coach, and um, now you get to focus on helping people as a money coach, especially those that are uh, millennials. I guess your focus is helping women to take control of their finances. You've been featured all over CNBC, Fortune, Entrepreneur, Bloomberg, the Oprah Magazine, and now the Publish, Promote, Profit podcast. Holy cow. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So Lisa, welcome. Super excited to have you here. You know, I'm I'm intrigued by what you do. Uh, I love your title. I think it's provocative and uh, attention getting, which a title needs to be. But you know, sometimes you can use foul language and just for the use of foul language. But but no, you kind of use it in like, hey, that's the way we talk. I mean, do you have it together or not? So congratulations on all that stuff. Thank you so much. You know, there's a lot to talk about, but I want to talk about you and the book and your experience. Um, We're we're sharing just for a few minutes before we begin. You were pretty vulnerable in the book, and you were sharing about how that vulnerability really helps with your clients and with what you do. I wonder, let's start a little bit deeper and then talk a little bit more as far as like the nuts and bolts. You know, how have your like experiences the challenges, the things that you faced led you to this point and what's it, what's the journey been like for you? Wow. Well, today's my 42nd birthday. Happy I birthday. Shared the birthday. Thank you. <laughs> and reflecting on the last 10 years, I could not have imagined 10 years ago that I would be in this place having this conversation with you today. Mm. And it really was through the challenges of my 30s through that decade of with money with relationships. And ultimately, I felt like I was like a little baby bird ready to hatch out of my shell. And I struggled a lot. And I had I I had my life I thought figured out for the most part in my 20s. But it was in my 30s through failure and through self discovery, that I feel like makes me the coach and mentor and business owner that I am today. And in my book, so I I titled my book, Girl, Get Your Shit Together, because I was literally driving down the freeway. My book did not have a title. I was committed to writing a book. I, I wanted to share my message about getting our lives together and struggles with money and how to overcome them. And then I thought, you know what? I don't know a woman who doesn't say that to herself, no matter where she's at in her life. We always feel like there's something that we need to figure out, something we need to do. Right. So just to circle back around, um, with being where I am today, it was through my struggles with money in particular that had I not, I think, really hit rock bottom, that I wouldn't be so connected and passionate about the work that I'm doing today. Mm, I love that. 
you mentioned 10 years ago, you couldn't have imagined yourself doing the things that you're doing now. So mm. talk me through like what the journey's been like uh, a little bit. I, I remember, you know, a massive business failure actually led me into the business that I'm in now, at least in a sideways manner. And, um, you know, even though I had so many experiences and successes prior to that really kind of rocked my confidence and just love to hear like how you picked yourself back up. What, what, what did that process look like for you? Sure. Well, with a little, little backstory at the age of 31, I left my nice cushy, safe government job at UNLV. And I was at the highlight of my career. I had, I had climbed the ranks at the university really fast. And I was 10 years younger than any other person in my position on campus. I was burning the candle at both ends. So a lot of people can relate to that in your 20s. I went yeah. to college. I did all the right things. I got married. I had a kid. <laughs> I got a mortgage. I got credit card debt. I did all the things you're supposed to do in your 20s. <laughs> um, and uh, and at 31, I left it, I left it all behind. Mm. So it was through the first few years of being a stay-at-home mom, actually, that I I fell apart. I felt like I had to learn how to walk all over again. The Lisa that existed in her 20s didn't exist anymore. Mm. I wasn't attached to all those accomplishments, those responsibilities, those accolades, that paycheck. I had to relearn who I was. And through that process, I got a divorce. Hmm. I, I lost everything. And when I say I lost it, it, it's not in a tragic kind of way. I felt like I was watching it happen. And it was just slowly outside of my control. And I am responsible for that. I don't blame anybody else for that. What I know now is that I didn't know what I was doing with my money. I didn't know how to build a business. I didn't have mentors in my life that also knew how to support me. And that I think is part of the learning process. And that's what I think I'm on a mission to do now is help people find somebody that they can trust, right. that they can learn from and to say, hey, I made all of these mistakes so I can relate to where you're at today. I feel your pain. I felt a lot of pain in my 30s. Mm. And that leveled me completely to say, okay, I don't have it figured out. And with money in particular, I had to learn a lot of new stuff. Yeah. I had to learn about the world of money altogether. And I had to challenge my own limiting beliefs and my own glass ceiling of what it was to actually earn money. That was a lot of thoughts in once, but I'm going to hand it back to you. I think ultimately I'm where I am today as a result of all the failure in my thirties. And so that's, that's what I want my audience to know. I love that. I don't love that, but I love that. <laughs> I think you know what I mean. Uh I do. <laughs> Did you have somebody that helped you through it? You've become the person, right, to help others through it. What did that look like for you when you were in that place? Well, the first thing was I was trying to do it all alone, or I thought I was committed to doing it all alone. I decided not to get another job. I decided yeah. to, to be a business owner because I didn't want to have to answer to the man anymore, right? right? And for me, that was really inspiring. There was a lot of freedom around it, but also I didn't know what I was doing. And the group that I got involved with, they were all really great at what they did and what they do today. And what other people will tell you in the financial industry, there is a lot of sink or swim mentality. Basically, this is how I did it. Go for it. And it wasn't working for me. And so I was just bleeding money left and right. And in 2016, I was at the end of my rope. My ex-husband had been in and out of work at the time. My son, you know, kids, they don't, they're not cheap. Yeah. <laughs> my savings account from $100,000 was down to $20,000 and I wasn't making any money. Yeah. So I was like, really, like, really scared. 
honestly. So I, I had been as a financial advisor at the time, I had been stalking this woman online. I had been watching her material and she sounded like she could help me and that she was working with financial advisors to help them turn their businesses around. So in answer to your question, yes, someone did help me once I learned that I actually had to raise my hand and ask for help and invest in the help. I hired a coach. She's still my coach today. Wow. And everything changed in 2016 when I finally put my money all in and I said, okay, help me. (laughs) Please help me. And she did. I love that. That, well, it reminds me of my own journey, but it reminds me of so many other journeys that of people that I talk to. I mean, you know, we all have, you know, two primary resources to work with our time and our money. Mm -hmm. And the amount of time that you will take to try to figure something out will either, you know, far exceed the amount of money that, yep. that it will cost, far exceed it. Or even worse, you may never get there because right. you give up. You just think, well, I'm, I'm not cut out for this thing. And so, wow, that's, that's a bold move though, to hire a coach with only 20 grand left with, you know, as a single mom with kids and, you know, that's definitely all in. So I congratulate you for that. That had to be difficult. It was crazy. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> it was crazy. I'm sure. She said, pay me this. And I had, you know, I had enough money to live off of for a few months. I gave her the rest. I flew to New Jersey and I was like, I'm in. And what I love so much about that was that it didn't make any sense. It was a huge risk. And ultimately I was betting on myself. Yeah. I had enough confidence. I had experienced a ton of failure. But one thing, my resolve to figure this out and be successful was there. And then my confidence in her ability to help me, that together turned things around very quickly. Yeah. Um, but it took me investing the time, it took me investing the money, and it took me investing in myself to say, okay, girlfriend, now's the time. It's now or never. Yeah. Yeah. And like that, I was, you know, I was not quite through my divorce yet. I actually hadn't started the divorce process at that time, but I knew in the back of my head that's where I was headed. Right. And I knew if I, I had to make it work. And um, and in 10 months I created a six-figure business. Congratulations. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, you said it. You bet on yourself, you invested in yourself. I'm sure this happens to you as a coach. It happens to me all the time. I will have people that want our services. They want us to launch their book. They want us to uh, publish their book, ghostwrite their book, whatever it is. And um, they say, look, if you just do this for me, you know, I will pay you after or you can have half of the, you know, oh, right. all those, you know, it's uh, give me a hamburger yeah. today and I'll pay you for it next Tuesday kind of thing. And I always tell them, you know, because at one point my heart goes out to them. At another point, I know this is going nowhere because they're asking me to invest in them when they aren't willing to invest in themselves. And so I try to say that as nicely as I possibly can. Oftentimes there's a fence taken. I can't imagine why. But, you know, I mean, I say, look, if you're not willing to invest in yourself, then I, you know, why should I or anybody be willing to invest in you? And so, but still bold move, right? It takes real guts to be able to do that. Yeah, I have skin in the game. (laughs) you gotta have skin in the game and if you're not willing to put your own skin in the game it's hard to want something more for someone than they want for themselves and early early in my career i did some of that work of wanting it more for them you know even going without them paying me 
which are, you know, rookie business owner mistakes. Yeah. And that was, a, that was exactly the lesson I learned is that, you know, people have to be willing to invest in themselves, have the skin in the game, feel that we call it butt pucker moment where you're laying money down. And, you know, I'll never forget when my publisher asked me to take the next step with him and publish my book and it was going to cost X amount of dollars. I was driving and I had to pull over because I almost threw up. Wow. Because I knew, right, once I put my money in, I want to see that return on investment. And I'm not going to put my money behind something that I'm not going to ultimately end up doing. Yeah. And that was so scary. Yeah, that's good. So mm-hmm. uh, so we need to make sure our fees are enough that the investment to work with bestseller publishing makes people almost throw up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, clearly it worked out well for you. So congratulations. But that, that's a great story. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you know yeah. the, the strength that gives you. I, now I've done the same thing, and so I completely understand. And it's funny the number of people that you will meet and I meet that have a very similar story when they, you know, they had to invest in themselves, and it was a, as you say, butt pucker moment. Yeah. Um, but the cool thing is the confidence that gives you to to let people know, hey, this is what it is to work with me. And, you know, I did it myself, right? I'm not asking you to do something that I myself uh, wasn't willing to do. And this was the result that I got. It's the result that you can get too. So, you know, it gives you great confidence, I imagine. It does. It gives me confidence and hope. Hope for them that if they're willing to invest in their time and money, that they will get the result. And going back to what you had said earlier about the shortcuts, that's why I believe a great coach gives the value is saying, hey, we made these mistakes. We've done these things. Let us help you shortcut the time, the energy, the money. When I look at all the money that I've invested, not only was it a hundred, I mean, I took out all of the money that I had in my 401k to support myself to figure this stuff out. On top of that, I have invested thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. And so why wouldn't you make the choice just like for you? Why wouldn't you make the choice to shortcut some of that and save yourself a ton of time and money because yep. we want that for you? Yep. I talk to uh, to people often about my million dollar mistake when I when I was coming off my business failure in uh, 2007, I owned three real estate companies that were doing over 100 million a year in transactions and it went to zero and um I was advised by a couple of mentors that if I'm going in a new direction, I should write a book. And that rang true to me at the time to build my kind of foundation on the book. And um, long story short, I hired a ghostwriter. It was a terrible experience. I tried all of these things and it took me about, it ended up taking me about 18 months to do it. And immediately the first year after that, and this was 2009, so economy is still in the dumps. But mm-hmm. I, I did over a million dollars and then multi-millions thereafter, all from my book. So I call it my million-dollar mistake. If I could have just shortcut that 18 months, I was willing to write a check. I couldn't find anybody to write a check to that could really help. That's part mm-hmm. of the reason I started my business. But, you know, that, I guess, business out of necessity is, you know, is really beneficial. I mean, I imagine that there's an element of that with what you're doing. Like, like mm-hmm. you have you have the whole thing. You have the experience. You have the passion, you have the commitment because you walk through the whole process yourself. I mean, what better than to get coached by somebody that has all of those kind of principles? I guess I'm not even asking a question. I'm just praising you for doing what you do. But, you know, I I just think that's, that's, you know, why go anywhere else? At the same time, I'm sure you see people do. 
And, Mm -hmm. you know, they have to make their own commitment in their own time. So talk Mm -hmm. to me, if you would, Lisa, about your magic for just a a few minutes. So you serve, uh, you know, it's primarily um, women and millennials that are experiencing some of the same things you experienced. What are your like steps to success? Are you, you know, five steps, seven steps? Like what's the process that you take them through? Talk me through that. Sure. Well, my client has what I would describe a low financial IQ. I didn't say IQ. They're very bright. They're very successful in their own way. It's just that somewhere in their lifetime, they never got the education or the learning that they needed to understand finance. And the way I describe it, it's like learning. It really is like learning a foreign language if you don't know the language of finance. And I think that's very intimidating. So in my world, the very first thing that we do is just start with very simple, very casual conversation about money. And I don't take for granted that that my clients got the basics. And for so many of them, they just got the school of hard knocks when it comes to money. So we start with setting a really solid foundation of how to actually look at your money so that you can make decisions with it. And I would say that for the first six months to a year, that's what we're working on with our clients. One is money mindset so that they have the confidence that they actually can have whatever it is they say they want financially, that they can invest, but we can't start there. We have to make sure that they understand, okay, can you... Do you know what you're making, what you're spending, and what you're keeping every single month? It's that simple. We don't start with budgets. We start with very simple foundational tools. We build from there. The next step then is just teaching them how to save. And I know that getting out of debt is a huge, huge challenge for millennials in particular, but really Americans. I can't even start with getting out of debt because I have to teach them how to save. Right. And then once they learn how to save and actually hold on to money, so they have to learn how to spend their money in a way that helps them save their money, then we can talk about getting out of debt and then all of the other magical pieces of money that come with it, like investing in cryptocurrency. But people tend to want to start with that stuff because that's what the industry is is talking about all day long. And I'm saying, hey, back up. So the magic in our world is we're going to keep it simple. We have this test. It's a 10 question test. It's available on my website. Most people who take the test score in 30 to 40% or lower when they start with us. So they're saying, I don't track my money. I don't have an abundant mindset. I don't really know what I'm doing. I don't talk about money. By the time they graduate in our world, they're scoring 80 to 90% on that test because they've built the foundation. Yeah. And their lives have been changed in the process. Yeah. Congratulations. Really, really cool. So let's change gears for a minute and talk about the book, but not so much the book uh, and how it's helped others. We've talked about that. Let's talk about how the book's helped you. You wrote Mm -hmm. that with a purpose. And oftentimes, hopefully, there's the purposes dual fold. It's I want to help others, but I want this book also to help my cause my business, whatever. Talk to me about how your book has helped you to grow your authority, uh, any specific stories around attracting of clients, et cetera. Sure. Well, I will be honest with you. When my coach told me that I had to write a book, I told her no. <laughs> it was it was actually her and her husband. But they said, you know, Lisa, if you really want to get your message out faster and yeah. more powerful, we know you have something that you want to accomplish. A book is going to be a great way to do that. And I had on a vision board, maybe, you know, five, 10 years before that written down that I was going to be an author, but I never thought it was going to actually happen. So I didn't want to write a book. But the compelling reason behind it 
as you know, was to build a business yeah. and to help people. And I knew it would be a great way to get the message out. So the journey for me was very scary and kind of like a baby giraffe because I didn't know what I was doing, but I was willing to invest and I was willing to hire the right people. And when the book came together, the first thing I started doing was interviewing people to say, hey, do you want to be in this book? Can I interview you to use your stories to learn what to, to use what, what I learned from you to incorporate into my book? And that came a ton of clients. Nice. Fantastic. So what was really cool is I put the message out there. I said, hey, I'm writing a book. Can I interview you? And from there, my business started to take on a new form because women were saying, not only can you interview me, but can you help me? Wow, that is awesome. And yeah. that's my dog, Bob. He's my constant companion. So forgive that. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that. So in the creation of your book, you are actually making money by attracting clients and and creating content at the same time. That is a great, very, very brilliant way to do it. Thank you. So the women that are in my book are women who joined my sister mentorship at the time. It's, it's called something different now. That doesn't matter. But they were my first sisters. And so their stories are in my book. Sisters stand for strong, independent, successful, talented, empowered for results. And for you know a year or two, we all worked together in my group programs. Many of them got out of debt. They bought homes. They went through divorces or found, you know, new, uh, healthier relationships. If they didn't go through divorce, you don't have to go through divorce. If you go for my, if you're my world, I promise. That's good it's okay. <laughs> right? It's not necessary. Um, but they saved themselves from bankruptcies. And, and with that, my business grew to something that I wouldn't ever imagine it to be today. The highlight was being on CNBC and they featured the entire title of my book. And I thought that was pretty cool. It's like, hey, I don't know if CNBC would have ever done something like that, but I'm really grateful because I had the courage to write a book. Yeah. And I don't know if I would have even, even been on CNBC had I not done that. So the accolades, being an Oprah magazine, those things are pretty cool. But really having a building a six-figure business very quickly in 10 months, and it hasn't, you know, I haven't slowed down. Yeah. And seeing all of my clients now live lives they love, that's for me was worth all the all the struggle and the tears and the investment and writing the book. Yeah. Beautiful. Love it. Lisa, thank you. Where can we direct people? Uh, where's the best place for people to learn more about you? Maybe learn about your program. Of course, get a copy of your book, etc. Sure. LisaChastain.com. And as soon as you go to the front page, there's a get started or start here link and you can take that test. Awesome. And then we'll, um, you know, you can reach out to us from there and figure out how we can support you. Fantastic. Lisa, thank yeah. you. So lisachastain.com uh, for anybody uh, interested. The test sounds really intriguing. I want to go take it, but I don't okay. think I qualify as a client. So uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you take male clients as well, but it certainly sounds intriguing. So thank you. Thanks for being on today and great to have you on the podcast. Thank you. And thank you for the work that you do. Appreciate it.